0: What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers. I always like to say I like being an actress, but I love being Kristen. So I've prioritized that a little bit more than my, like, desire to spread my wings or prove to people that I can be some dramatic actress. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people... Go to here's the and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap is a production of iHeart Radio. Me
2: and my friend Tiki's to you, Rap you. Hey, yo, 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 Mike Chet, one, two, one, two, episode, is this 144? 144, yeah. Goddamn, episode 144, Serious Rap Shit Podcast, I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we about to get
3: busy. How you been, Josh? I'm good, bruv. I'm good. You know, shout out, man's dem, Arsenal, (laughs) we at FA Cup Finals. Word, word. Face them pussy holes, Chelsea. Wow. <laughs> Man's that gonna win our 14th Cup, bro. I picture you riding around, like, blasting
2: grime and, like, stabbing people with little knives. Yes, sir, bro. Wait, hey, look, look. We got in it. We got to do what we got to do. We got to do what God we got to damn. do. Bro. I wonder if any, like, British niggas, like, listen to this shit. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> 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 I'd be bad as shit. Like if I listen to like a British podcast, and they nigga, <laughs> <laughs> nigga jumped on. Yo, what's up, B? I'm like, Aw, man turn shit off. <laughs> I'm I'm tribal like that though. So I like I don't even like if you I don't even like like Central Jersey niggas using like Philly slang. Yeah, you gotta be like Deep South Jersey at the
3: least. Yeah. Yeah nah I feel you Yeah I mean like It's that whole like uh, Yo 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 what's up B What's up God Like that shit (laughs) That New York fake shit
2: that's how they be doing niggas uh, when they like hire niggas to play like hood niggas, yeah, uh, <laughs> in films over here. It's like yo, 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 what's up, God? And the motherfuckers <laughs> like from Brixton or some shit. You see the nigga in the interview with like Access Hollywood, and he got like the British accent.
3: You like you Jews from over here? Look, oh no, I'm classically trained. I'm classically trained <laughs> actor.
2: I never like. I'm not. I'm, I'm not like on it like that. But I, I never get tired of seeing a motherfucker who plays like a hood in like a film or TV show and then you see him and he's like super proper, like IRL. I never get sick of that shit. It like delights me to
3: no end. What's his name freaks me out all the time and I've seen him in several interviews, but Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Paperboy. Paperboy, yeah. And not even because like he's like super proper, he's not like a hood and he talks like yo, yo, Like it's just the fact that like he loses that whole southern accent and all like that whole wave of paperboy just disappears and like yeah. it just always like freaks me out because he's so so different you know what i mean
2: yeah you can tell he really like he lives in that character like he embodies yes. that shit while them cameras are on cuz he's a completely he has a completely different personal energy
3: yeah than, oh yeah like, 100% i think that's what yeah. it is too this whole energy is different. The whole vibe of him is different when he's not paperboy. And, like, that yeah. always, like, weirds me out. Partially, I think, too, it's like, that's really all I know him from. Right. You right. know what I he mean? Was in,
2: um, what was
3: that shit? Uh, if Beale Street
2: Could Talk? Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I want to watch that. I, I want to watch that. I, You know, no spoilers, but, well, spoilers now. Turn this shit off if you care. But, um, no don't turn it off fast forward but, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, that shit dog that shit you want me to tell you yeah, 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 what happens ahead. at the end dog so my man gets uh, accused of a crime I uh-huh. never read the uh, Baldwin book so this shit was a surprise to me yeah my man gets accused of a crime that he did not commit and he gets locked up and the whole shit they're like trying to appeal and he like trying to get him out or whatever and the, the last, like, part of it, the last scene, they just show him and, like, his lady and his kid, and they're, like, in the uh, the visiting room in the bing, and this motherfucker just got to, like, sit in jail until he's, like, old or until he dies. Ugh. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of heartbreaking. And a fucking movie goes off. <laughs> um, when I say I don't generally cry at films... I'm more likely now than I was when I was in my 20s and like deeply repressing every emotion other than anger. Um, so I rarely cry at films, but when we were in the theater watching that shit and that that scene happened, and I realized that you know it was like a white woman that lied and completely made something up about this guy, and he got locked up and thinking about him missing his kid growing up and not being with his lady, a tear of rage like came out of my eye Yeah in the fucking theater watching that shit. Like I just sat there. Niggas was getting up and leaving and I was just like sitting there like I could like kill somebody. <laughs> Cause you know this kind of shit happens in America every day and it has been happening um, you know, for for centuries. But it just, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I get being faithful to uh, the source material, but that shit, it just, it bothered me. It bothered me like that shit was just so arbitrary and this nigga just loses his whole life because of nothing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't, they're, they're like, there's certain shit I just don't watch because, like, I got, um ESPN did a, um, a, a like a special on like Blackfoot boxing, like murdered and uh, murdered and missing Indigenous women. I wanted to make sure I said it right, murdered and missing yeah. Indigenous women. Yeah. Like it's teaching like self defense for like, um, uh, Indigenous women, and uh, it's touching on a lot of that. And kind on of, like I it's sitting on my DVR. I just haven't watched it yet. Like because I just like part of me isn't emotionally there to watch. Yeah, and like. Absolutely there's certain shit where I just don't like I never watched. Um, I started the Khalif Browder, Um, like that was, it was like a five part series or whatever. I started it yeah. and never finished it. Um, just because I knew my heart couldn't take it. Like, you know right. what I mean? Right. The, the central park five exonerated
2: five. Yeah. That shit is heartbreaking. Oh yeah. That shit is yeah. heartbreaking. And it's like, you know, all right, all of them got out and they're, you know, trying to like live their lives and put their lives together. Uh, back together, but like they lost their childhood in jail because cops are fucking pathological liars.
3: Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I think it's easier for me to watch movies about stuff sometimes because of performances. Like Mm, uh, the performances in the uh, the, um, Central Park 5 joint that was on uh, on uh Netflix, what was the name of it actually the Um When You See Us was it? Yeah, When They See Us, yeah. Yeah when they um, see us that uh the performances were so great in there that yes. kept me watching. When it's just like a documentary and it's just fucking sad, I just can't mm-hmm. I just can't keep watching. Like you know what well, I mean?
2: It's crazy, we was watching um you know they rebooted uh Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And, like, for folks who don't know, Unsolved Mysteries was, like, late 80s, early 90s. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a docu-series with, like, dramatic reenactments about crimes that had never been solved. People missing. Yeah, essentially,
3: everything that's on the ID channel now, that's its granddad. Right, right. Birthed all of this shit. True crime shit, all of that. And we
2: were watching uh, the reboot, dog. They had one... Where it was like this brother They was like in Kansas or some shit The brother was like 19, 20 And his homeboys Who were like all young white dudes They were like yo we gonna go to the next town over We gonna go to a party These motherfuckers rode to this party dog. It's, it's like enraging me thinking about it They rode to this party And homeboy was in there And it was like a young lady who was white Who was like flirting with him Or whatever yeah. So he's a young man He's like flirting back And one guy got mad at him They said people were calling him the n-word And he got into a fight and shit And his homies One of his homies decides Oh I'm gonna make a beer run After your man is the only black kid yeah. In this party In this town Out in the fucking cornfields Or some goofy shit His man goes and makes a run And gets stuck by the side of the road And his other man's is like, yo, I'll give you a ride and just disappears. And this motherfucker never made it home from the party. You know what I mean? And like the family, they're going up to that town and they're looking for him. And they're like, yo, you know, our kid is missing The dog. The sheriff's department was like, yo, we couldn't find him. So they kept calling and calling, trying to, you know, yeah. get trying to light a fire against the sheriff's <coughs> department to to look for this cat. So the sheriff finally relents and he's like, Alright, well y'all come up there and look for him. They found this motherfucker in a swamp in a, in less than an hour, it was like twenty minutes, the family was up there looking. This is after months of this shit happening and they found him. And what people think is um the sheriff in that town knew who yeah. killed him and had his body because his body, they found him in the river or a creek or whatever, but his body, it wasn't no water in his lungs.
3: Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't like it had been sitting there forever and shit. Right, and his body looked fresh even though he had
2: been missing for months. They think he got into something, The white boys jumped him, killed him, stuffed his body in a locker somewhere, and the sheriff in the town knew, you know, little Jimmy or whoever had uh-huh. did it. And tipped them off, like all right, the family gonna come up here and look for him tomorrow. Y'all better get rid of that body. And they like threw him in the river. That shit made me, it, it enraged me. Yeah, watching it, I'm like, yo, like this shit. I, you know, yeah, yo, <laughs> shit. That's why, like, I, I said it. I think I mentioned it uh, last week. Lately, I've been fucking with like the aliens, yeah. you know, alien invasion, like fantasy shit, time travel and shit. Because like the the real documentary stuff is like horrifying.
3: Yeah, I've been I'm watching, I'm just watching a whole a lot of different shit all over the board, not like anything like genre specific, but um, a lot of it like lighthearted more shit because like I just I ain't been in the best of moods, so Mm. um, more trying to do more lighthearted shit, but um, I watch a lot of stuff now and I just see people hanging out and I'm like, it's just too many of y'all in a room and shit. Like, <laughs> all y'all in there, y'all yeah. sure. <laughs> Yo, keep touching each other and shit. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah. Right, and I'm seeing motherfuckers. I'm not judging people, but like, I'm seeing people. As soon as they change the color or whatever, like, oh, we going in the stage green or whatever. Yeah, motherfuckers is like full on at the function.
3: Uh-huh. I'm like, man,
2: you couldn't pay me to go party with none of these motherfuckers. It's like
3: there's there's no way on earth. Nah, I um, I definitely was like, uh, because my son, uh, he is going to school. Like, so we talked to mm. um his coach this week, and they want them on like in like essentially in the dorms, um, so they can keep an eye on them academically because they don't want to really like just like hanging out at home and yeah. like and keep an eye on them physically as far as like working out not getting lazy those kind of things um, and uh, so he's definitely leaving in another like like a month basically and so we're having like a, a, a um, trunk party for him and mm-hmm. like we legit we're thinking like maybe just a virtual trunk party
2: right Right. Of
3: just like, hey, listen, you know, we, you know, write up, like basically do a post to be like, hey, if you want to donate, you know, here's the cash app and, you know, whatever or yeah, send absolutely. gift cards because I don't know, like his mom wants to really do it. She's she's going to she found a place and she put a deposit on a just like a small little joint. And if we do it, we're going to like it really will be just like a few folks. Mm-hmm. Um and then like most of it I'll, like I'm going to probably just post a link like hey listen you know what I mean if someone wants to donate we're welcome if you can't I completely understand we're living in yeah, a yeah. pandemic so but like you know we're probably not going to do a big thing but just in the simple fact like because we really did do a graduation party we didn't do like we didn't do a lot of that stuff yeah. um, so I think like we're going to definitely do a like you know, we're gonna do like a small little trunk party with a few folks, but like I'm guessing, like we will probably do most of like any kind of like getting some money up for them virtually mm-hmm. because, dog, I just don't want to be in a place with like 50 people and shit. Nah, hell nah. I was, man, motherfuckers hitting
2: me up asking me about DJing. I'm seeing DJs. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm about to I'm about to be at, but la da da. Man, fuck these spots. And I understand you know for your craft for money you know what I'm saying wanting oh, yeah. to get back out there like I totally get that and I'm not judging people that shit ain't for me not right now Yeah. not right now I I had one party like I had joints like booked or whatever there was one I was really looking forward to uh, Raj and I were supposed to spend yeah, at yeah, the, yeah. um the festival the not festival pier the uh, Spruce Street Harbor Park Yep. You know what I mean? It would have been like sunny out, whatever. You know what I mean? We outside. I rock with Raj heavy and we don't get to like play together. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the main thing I was really looking forward to. And that got canceled pretty early in the yep. pandemic. Like they hit me up and was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So like after that, I'm t- being somebody club in a bar. Nah. You know what I'm saying like I ain't gonna name none of these spots by name. I love y'all and I love that y'all think of me to ask me to come
3: spin, but like Nah. Nah. It's ain't nah. the time. Nah. Yeah. Um before we get into our first break, I think we should uh think we should mention something big happened this week. Um, yeah Yeah. We were listed in Philadelphia magazine's best of twenty twenty. Class of twenty twenty this year, best of Philly. Right, every year they do like, oh, it's like the best restaurants
2: and the best this and the best that, and yeah, we were like among like the best podcasts that they pick. Best yes. ways to like, you know, cope during the time. pandemic. Yep. Yeah, during the pandemic, yeah, it was it was really dope. See, so yeah, shout out to Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, I did not know like when they you told me that they reached out to us. I immediately was like, are you going to write like a hit piece?
0: Because,
2: <laughs> you know, sometimes they skew more conservative. Yeah. You know what I mean? than this podcast does politically. So I just assume like, oh, they're going to like attack us or whatever. But no, they gave us a really nice honor. And they said yes. some really nice, sweet things about the Absolutely. show. I appreciate that shit
3: yeah definitely and um shout out to like a bunch of our friends who made it this year um right right uh reeve shout out to Reef the lost cause his podcast made it um philly uh, Blunt. Blunt, yeah, yeah. um um uh, malcolm Comets was in there uh uh-huh and malcolm's the shit yeah Speak was in there shout out sarah Speak. yeah yes um somebody else was in there that's a friend of ours and now i'm forgetting damn Mm. Uh, but no, there was a, you know, shout out to everybody that was in there. Um, and, uh, no. And from now on, like when you, like if you post about the podcast, we appreciate y'all. But you also have to write the best of Phillies. <laughs> serious rap shit podcast. Award winning podcast. Yeah. Award winning podcast. <laughs> i will definitely change putting that in the bio, like award winning podcast. Right. We got to get one of those joints. Um, you ever go in
2: like you go in like a Chinese restaurant or some shit like Italian place. And they have like the laminated Philadelphia magazine. Best of. Yes. it be
3: some shit like. Oh, they sent it to us. It came. <laughs> Did it they? came. Yeah. 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 I got to get you a copy of it. Yeah. There's Are you a, serious? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm see. I'm over here talking shit. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a thing upstairs. I, I have it. Um, I have it. Yeah. It came. I said it came after we saw that we were in it, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Some of these Motherfucker restaurants though, It'd be like The <coughs> 80s <Yeah. laughs>
2: You know i saying With like Motherfucker Rizzo Was around And some shit <laughs> Like Philly best, best Hoagies 1987 Like yeah. all
3: right word Yeah I mean Yeah that's crazy I'll say this It's not something I ever thought I would be in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, yeah. I didn't come up thinking, like, I'll be, cause I, like, you're right. I've seen that shit in, like, restaurants and stores and, like, shit like that for since I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, it'd be like, Best of Philly, 1994. That's so real. You know I mean? Did they send us two? No, they said one, so I'm gonna get a copy one. made. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Office Max and get like, because it's like a glossy type thing. So I'll get yeah. a copy made for you, so we can what? put it. So you can put it up. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm giving it to I my no mom. Idea. I'm gonna give it to my mom until I until we get that Emmy. Yeah, there we go. I would give it to my
2: mom, but my mom's weird about cursing. <laughs> so, like, the shit, she's not gonna put anything. Oh, it's edited it out. I'm says, pretty
3: sure it's like it has like a uh, like a asterisk. A asterisk yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Yo. That's so crazy, yeah. I, yeah. Shout out to uh, Philadelphia Mag. That was very cool. Shout out to all the homies that got nominated or honored or whatever, however you phrase it. But yeah, it's dope. We're we're like slowly, we slowly ascending, yo. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's uh jump out into a break and come right back. Yeah.
0: Clinton, we're between seasons on my podcast, You and Me Both. But this week, we're dropping a special bonus episode because, let's face it, these are extraordinary times. I'm talking to Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, about the violent insurrection on January 6. I'll also be talking about how we can move forward as a country. Listen to You and Me Both on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers, like the actress Kristen Bell. And the moment I said, you know what, I have a thing... And it's a quirky, weird, fun thing that can be snarky. And I love doing it. I do it pretty well. Why not lean into it? And that is when I felt like I started becoming happier. Music legend Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac was always about change so that you were accepted for who you were. Former governor of Vermont Howard Dean. I took the call in this quavering voice on the other end of the phone says, I regret to inform you that the governor has died of a heart attack and you're the governor. <laughs> that was the end of my medical practice and best-selling author Isabel Wilkerson.
0: People would come up to me of all different backgrounds and would say to me, I had no idea that this happened in our country.
1: If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, boom.
2: Um. So you you tell me about this because I I didn't hear the statement that Steve Stout made. I just heard a little bit about it, and I'm not really sure what the context was. Yeah. But I do I do think it's it's worth like unpacking and talking about.
3: Um. I saw this shout out to the homie Leaf. He had uh, posted an article. Um. It was some kind of like music con. Uh. That mm-hmm. was like a virtual one. And Steve Stout was on there And he's like in management now He's not uh, anymore like involved in production Shit like that anymore um, Exec producing or whatever Yeah Um. But he uh, He was like having a discussion With an artist named Russ And mm-hmm. Russ had just went independent Um. He like finished his record label deal So like they were talking And Uh the artist Russ was just saying Like you know It's the wave to go Like you know what I mean It's all about like Having ownership of your masters And yeah. Shit like that Which I completely agree with Like you know what I mean And somehow they got onto The topic of Drake And like Steve Stout was like Yo if Drake went Drake's about to get Like the biggest bag in history And shit Like music history mm. He said Which deal's up Yeah I'm assuming his deal's up It's probably like this album The deal's up uh, which also right. would explain why, like, we got, like, that that little, like, uh, that little, that smaller release a couple months, you know, a couple months ago. Remember, he dropped, like, that, like, you know, a bunch of spares, essentially. Right. Like, I guess it's technically an album release, and then he's dropping another one, like, this summer. Um, So, like, uh, he was basically saying, you know, Drake releases, he's going to get, like, the biggest bag ever. And I guess Russ had mentioned like, yeah, what if he went like independent, though? Right. Um, and Steve Stout was like, yo, if he went independent, he would he would destroy the the record industry.
2: Yeah, which which I think is hyperbole. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It would definitely be a power shift. I can't remember exactly the particulars, but do you remember when uh, a few years ago Taylor Swift was beefing with the labels and the uh, streaming companies and folks were saying that was like a sea change Yeah, in her, you know, kind of asserting her own independence. I think a lot of these motherfuckers, you know, they're recognizing that, you know, they already have the fan base. Obviously, the label helped you build it up and it ain't like it ain't like back in the day when niggas would get dropped from a major and then they were like, you know, putting out shit on uh Koch or uh-huh. you know, pressing up pressing up white labels or whatever. Hieroglyphics, um their whole crew got dropped by Jive, yeah. you know, um back in the day and they made a smart pivot they they pivoted to Independence and the Underground, yeah. and they're still, they they got a fucking uh, high road day in Oakland. You know what yes. I mean? Like a whole festival now. And they still, all of those guys probably eat really well off of what they're doing. And I think the bigger acts are realizing, like, yo, like somebody like Future, who's not on TV, you know, he's not getting uh, played on the radio, like, you know, Ariana Grande or whoever yeah. Future would be perfect to go independent. Uh-huh. His fans, he has like a, a rabbit fan base. You know what I mean? They don't need to see him on Regis and Kelly or fucking uh I said Regis and Kelly. But <laughs> that shit don't exist no more. But um they don't, like they don't need to see him on
3: Facebook. I did not even correct whatever. you, dog. That's how like disconnected I am from those kind of shows. I didn't even like right. go like Regis ain't on TV no more like I just like yeah Regis to Kelly I guess I don't even know
2: it's like his fans don't need that sort of thing so I wonder I feel like Drake is definitely big enough you know if Chance can be out here rocking like he's rocking and not signed to one of the big labels you know Chance had a deal with Apple um which and people will argue you down about that, but like a deal's a deal, you know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. like um, but if yeah, Drake could do some shit like that and partner with whoever that he needs to, yeah, he could definitely shift it did it'd be the biggest rapper in the world, you know, pretty much at his height, deciding to not do business with the labels. that shit is significant,
3: oh, yeah, and he was in this position. A while back, shout out to uh, my man Brandon said that shit too. Like he was like ten years ago, Drake could have did this. Like you know what I mean? He was in right. a position, like you know, stardom wise, he could have did this a while ago. And yeah. it's only yeah, gotten I don't, easier. <laughs> see. Yeah, I think um, for some bigger artists, this is easy to do just because like your fan base ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um, they uh, Russ mentioned in the article that like you know if fucking. Drake releases God's Plan like on a Monday morning, he was like, he'll be making a million dollars a month just on spins for that song because he'll own all the masters for it. Jesus. Yeah. You know what I that mean? I like, think Russ is smart. Yo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He always like um, he always like I see him on Twitter and he's like kicking game to like younger cats. Yeah. Or cats that are on the come up. He's always like dropping little jewels on cats.
3: Yeah, I remember um I was watching this interview with Kevin Smith and one of the things he said he got knowledge he got when he was a kid that he wished he like kept. He didn't use really till he got older was um I think Edward James almost and somebody else said to him Was it Edward James? I forget. But uh, it was somebody who came to him uh, who had a movie out, and it was like an indie movie, Mm -hmm. and they kept it indie, like they made sure, like they didn't never sold to a major. And he was talking about like, um, yo, you know, oh, he asked him like, "What's the best advice you could give me?" He was like, "Never own your, essentially own your masters, Mm -hmm. because if you own your masters, no one ever owns you, right?" And um. You know that's part of the reason why we will never see like Dogma on streaming, or at least for right now, Mm. because the Weinstein's own that that movie. It's crazy. So like, and that that company's like just up in the air essentially. Like you know what I mean. So there was no licensing for it to ever end up on streaming, right? Right. So like you know he it came like a year ago, two years ago it was like the twentieth anniversary of Dogma. And people were hitting Kevin Smith up like, "Yo, are you going to do anything for like the twentieth anniversary?" He was like, "I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't own that movie." Yeah. So, yes. go ahead. i gonna cut you off. No, I was just gonna say like, so yeah. I mean, it'd be super smart for an artist of his, of like a Drake stature, to be able to be like, "Yo, I'm I'm doing this on my own now." Yeah. Yeah. Chance,
2: dog. Chance is doing that shit. Yeah, And his his manager is like, not to like diminish him, his manager is like a guy, his homie, that they've been like building this shit from the underground up to where it is now. Like, yeah, Drake could, could absolutely do that. He has like a team. His team is probably like the most connected in yeah. rap. You know what I mean? He could absolutely get all the press that he needs. His independent fight, to get ears and eyes on his uh, music is nowhere in the same universe as as it would be for anybody else.
3: Nah. Um, I mean, I wonder if he's at a point where he's like, no, I'd, I'd rather just stay with a, a record label. Partially because of his stature, he could probably go like, I'm not signing a 360 deal. Oh, hell no. Nah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not like... You know that's what happened. That's what the the industry kind of just like pivoted to when music stopped making the money it wanted. Like they were just like, yeah, well now we sign well, now we own every aspect.
1: Yeah.
2: You sell a t-shirt, you go on a tour, we want yeah. like a piece of of that.
3: Yeah, we 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 want parts. So I think there was a good like I think he would be in a situation where he could be like, no, I'm not signing a 360 deal. But yeah. he would just Also I wonder Like we're not in the age like, you know, we came up like when we graduated high school, that's when you're talking like the like the peak of like million dollar videos Mm -hmm. and, you know, fucking Swiss beats getting a million dollars for production and shit like that. Like, I think 2000 was the
2: highest, most profitable uh, year in the history of music.
3: Yeah, so we're not in that stage right now. So oh, like huh. a producer like Swiss Beats ain't getting a million dollars per beat at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Timberland ain't getting a million dollars. Neptune's ain't getting a million dollars for a beat. So they you would look at it and go like, oh, they're gonna you know if they give them twenty thousand, thirty thousand for a beat, you don't need the same like advance that you needed back then to like make right. a hit record. Yeah. So I think he's a he's in a position where he could just go and be independent. But it like I don't like I think even though like we've seen the record industry be like uh adverse to adaptation, mm. they'll adapt. Like, you know what I mean? They'll find other people to make money off of. Like it yeah. wouldn't crush the music industry. It would take away one of the biggest earners. Right. Right. But it wouldn't crush the music industry. I think it's a, a big Move of hyperbole by Steve Stout.
2: Yeah, I I would be curious to see what's going to happen because it's like one of two ways: either uh, Drake does go independent and shifts, you know, uh, the way things are done, or at least shifts the power, yeah. you know, away from the labels, or he takes like you said at the top of this, like the crazy bag uh-huh. to stay, and yeah. he's you know this motherfucker. Like we've we've had multiple conversations on this podcast where we've talked about his uh, catalog. Yeah, that motherfucker earned it, dog. Like he he was he was dominating radio when niggas was out here with like you know the Kanye shades with the yeah. shutter shades on and shit. Niggas had like big baggy T shirts. Like he was dominating radio then.
3: I mean he just dropped a new two new joints with Khaled this weekend,
2: right? Right. So like he's earned it, you know yeah. what I mean? To to be able to either shift or get like a an unprecedented advance for his oh, next yeah. deal.
3: I mean, Universal's probably gonna like they essentially own his rights, I guess, because he's under like Young Money, Cash Money, Universal, whatever, and I think somebody else owns Universal at this point right but either way i mean they're going to take all the money in the world and you know he'll he'll get you know what uh fucking patrick mahomes signed like the richest contract in sports history or whatever mm. a couple of weeks ago like fucking drake's going to sign like the richest contract in music like it's yeah. just, I mean, it's just how it is, and you know, you're gonna see a million people be like, "He's not even that good of an artist, shit." Like, whatever, dude. Man. Like, he makes money, and that's at yeah. the end of the day, that's what it's about. He a fucking earner, you know. What I'm yeah. saying, like, if I was
2: whoever the hell runs Universal, I'd be at that nigga crib, like, you uh-huh. know, you know, we're family, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I'm <laughs> let's 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 keep this train rolling.
3: Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever the equivalent of like edible arrangements are for like (laughs) trying to get him to sign i'd be sending him every fucking day like you know what i mean right because it just it makes
2: sense especially um in in a market where we don't have you know a bunch of superstars one of one of rap's greatest superstars is pretending like he wants to run for president <laughs> and having a public mental breakdown. Yes, you know what I'm saying.
3: And I'm not laughs. laughing. I'm not laughing at his public mental breakdown. I'm laughing yeah. at you, like he's try fake running for president, essentially.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying. And it's like it's absurd. Um, so you don't have Nikki, Nikki, kind of uh, the 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 the. the audience doesn't really love her anymore yeah, yeah, or definitely yeah, she doesn't love her side. like they used to. Yeah, you know um, and you got like the young cats coming up, like Russ and the different cats, but yeah, Drake is it. Like yeah. he's right now the the popular rap equivalent of Jordan on his like fifth ring.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's He's Jay-Z, say... Uh probably like uh that Rockefeller album or like maybe the blueprint album, Jay Z. Yeah. Like he's that big of an artist at this point. Right. You know what I
2: mean? Jay couldn't like Jay if Jay and Drake both drop tomorrow, you know, full length projects, I don't think Jay doing the numbers that Drake doing. Absolutely not.
3: You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. I mean, title will juice them shits, but like... You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to title. (laughs) Title will juice them (laughs)
2: shits. All of this shit is like uh, Phantom Money anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like... um, you know, I was talking to my nephew a while back about it, and he was like, oh, so-and-so sold this, and so-and-so went platinum, and this, that, and the dirt. It ain't the same as when this shit was brick and mortar and huh. real money. You know what I'm saying? I used to work in record stores and saw thousands of people a day come in pulling out 20s, 50s, hundreds yeah. to buy stacks of CDs, stacks of cassettes. It ain't the same thing. You know what I mean? There's a lot of ad money and a lot of digital money floating around. But like that consumer experience of somebody walking to the store and putting out cash for something is it ain't like that no more.
3: No. Well, you remember when Guns N' Roses put out that double album when we were like. No, I don't even remember how old we were because I don't remember like I don't remember the year. I'm not like a big Guns N' Roses fan, so but yeah. I just remember like watching like MTV News and they were like people were sleeping outside of Tower Records for that yeah. album to release. It's like, yeah, like my daughter stayed up a couple months ago when Party Next Door's album dropped. My daughter stayed up and I'm like, you know, I'm like, why are you up still? She was like, oh, I want to make sure I'm up at twelve oh one for when Party Next Door drops. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Yeah, but like you wouldn't go sleep outside of Tower Records for a party next door album, like you know what I mean? Shout out the party, but like no one's doing Uh, that, dog. I remember when uh the first Red and Meth came out.
2: Yeah, motherfuckers was like lined up at Tower at midnight. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sitting out on the the dirty floor or the ground and shit, and waiting for Red and Meth. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was just a different thing. Now it's it's delivered to you much easier, you know what I mean? And it, it doesn't cost what it costs either. Um You know, we used to spend like... I still spend stupid money on music anyway. Yeah. Because that's like kind of in my nature and then it's part of my job too. Uh, but we man, we used to spend stupid money in record stores. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just buying shit. Motherfuckers not... You know, every time. Imagine if every time you uh, listen to something on Spotify, you would have to make a transaction. Yeah, that shit would would fall into the (laughs) ocean. (laughs) That fucking app.
3: That's the thing. It's like you know. I mean, you know, I might have stole a few records back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I might have spit the rays out, cut the plastic off, and like slide (laughs) the cassette out. But you know, it is what it is, dog. You know, you do what you got to do back then. But absolutely. Um, no, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, my daughter didn't really want to listen to the whole Party Next Door album. She wanted to listen to like the two songs that featured Drake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, would you have dropped twenty dollars on a Party Next Door CD because like he had two songs with Drake on it, or you would have been like, I'll wait till one of my friend buys it and I'll borrow it off of them.
2: Yeah, dub it or some shit. Yeah, like yeah, I'm you'd not be mad as hell. Like it's it's just two songs
3: on there. Yeah, so I think you know the the consumption is just so different now you know yeah. I I have title dog I pay like 12 bucks a month to listen to whatever I want to listen to all the time yeah so yeah. like that I mean and I get it on the stand for like the for the um for the artists of just being like, yo, streaming fucking sucks. I completely understand that. I do try to yeah. buy stuff off of like Bandcamp, especially for like more independent artists and shit like that. Um because that, you know, like they need that money and shit. Right. Um yeah, but like, streaming shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's no, like like artists are getting fractions of a penny. Um yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't get like i i just i uh, I don't get like the the idea like oh the the whole industry would fall apart like no they'll just like they'll pivot to something else, yeah, you know yeah, what they'll, I mean? they'll figure
2: it out, yeah. you know what I mean, it would be major, and part of me wants to see it, just yeah, I don't, like, I don't have a dog in the race, but I just want to see it, you know what I mean To he'd see also how
3: it would change he'd also only go so independent, similar to chance where it's like oh, he'd get a deal with like Apple or whatever. You know what I I mean? There's still going to be corporate interests tied up in it. Yeah, he would just pivot to like, oh, we're independently. I can put out whatever I want whenever I want, which like a lot of these dudes, especially like the bigger artists are kind of moved to that anyway, where they're like, you know, they don't have to make formal releases anymore.
2: Yeah, motherfuckers are just dropping shit. It ain't like, you know when we would wait around for like three years for something to drop like a full length. Motherfuckers are throwing out the teasers, EPs, they do yeah. collab uh, projects with other people, stuff yeah. that you, you remember when, and we, we got to go into a break, but um, yes. do you remember when you would like buy a tape or a CD and it would say Guru appears courtesy of uh-huh. EMI Records? You know what I mean? Like that shit, motherfuckers are like circumventing a lot of that shit now.
3: Yeah, 100%. Hundred yeah. um, percent. Yeah, why don't we hop into another uh, another break and then we can come back and talk about this crazy shit going on with uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. I'm,
2: I'm grateful for every year that we get on God's green earth, but I hate 2020. Yeah, <laughs> 2020 is, like, is wild, b fucking nonsense. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be right back. Ever thought you'd make a great switchboard operator or seltzer man or professional royal mistress?
0: If old-timey jobs are your jam, we've got a podcast just for you. I'm Helen Hong.
2: And I'm Matt Beat, and we host the new podcast Job taking a look at jobs that used to be a thing and now not so much.
0: iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find JobSolete on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, boom,
2: back in effect. Um so it so this this story is interesting to me because it's kind of and I feel like there's still more to be revealed in this whole thing, but it's kind of it's kind of rolled out in sections. Because if if you remember first they said Tory Lanez was arrested for Possession of a handgun Yes In LA and then they said um, There was a shooting And Megan The Stallion got hurt because the, Her foot got cut with glass And then it says she got shot In the foot Yeah, And now they're saying that Tory Lanez was the one that shot her In the foot So it's kind of unraveling We're getting like pieces of this thing Which um when i see that shit in a movie when the the cops are like letting out detail and detail it's like something funny is happening or it's or it's a narrative that they're not necessarily um giving us the
3: whole thing you know what i mean the full picture
2: Uh so it's just strange
3: yeah, and I think we also live in a, uh, a society where it's like, yo, get the, get, be first with the news. It doesn't matter if it's fucking correct. Just be first with the yeah. story. Because you can the always story. then, yeah, to 15 minutes later, you can correct your correction of your other correction. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. folks are saying that... Um, I'm hearing two conflicting narratives. Folks are saying that uh, Tory Lanez and Megan and her homegirl were arguing and Megan tried to leave out the car and Tory Lane shot at her and hit her in the foot. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm also hearing people say that you remember a few months ago Megan was beefing with like the indie label that had signed her? Yes. Folks are saying that those folks sent somebody after her and that Tory Lane was defending her and just happened she got accidentally hit in the shoot fire. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if either one of these stories are even close to being true, but those are the two conflicting narratives that I'm hearing. I think that it's, um, I don't want to say more interesting, because I don't want to like, make it like a, a hierarchy. A again, drama. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's also interesting to me, the conversation that's been happening around this, because you know, just last month we was like, protect black women, just uh-huh. that in the third and I'm seeing a lot of cats, you know, same type of niggas that use the phrase simp, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe niggas that uh, listen to Tariq Nasheed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the type, you we all know these type niggas on Twitter. They're like, really like uh, some cats like like having fun with the fact that this woman got shot. Yeah, you know that's know whack as saying? fuck, yo. It's, it's crazy to me, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. i never been shot. But I know plenty of people that have been. Yeah. And that shit's, that's not a laughing matter. You know what I mean? That ain't, you know, she's going to heal. You know, I, I, like, my heart goes out to her and I hope that she, you know, she's like all good from this shit. But that's like a traumatic fucking thing. You yeah. Know what I mean? You seen a bullet in a motherfucker? That shit, that shit fucked me up. You know, uh, as a a witness to it let Uh alone it actually happening to me I don't know how you get on the internet and joke about that shit
3: yeah it's whack as fuck like I've seen like really transphobic shit posted um, about this yeah like oh Tory found out why they call her the stallion and blah 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 like yeah I've seen really fucked up like shitty shit posted by people um and I think, I mean, let's say, man, you know, let's be real. I mean, to famous people talking about it, like fucking King of the Trolls, Fifty Cent, yeah, yeah, who ought to be sympathetic? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You would think a fucking bullet. You would, um, you would think, yeah, uh, but also, I just feel like, you know, you don't. You know, people think, like, this shit... Uh, I saw, like, somebody posted... I can't remember who it was. Damn. Somebody on my timeline. Shout out to you. I really apologize. I can't remember who who, who it was right now. Um, mm-hmm. But they posted, like, a thread of people talking about it. And yeah. it was just, like uh you know this what happens you know when you want to have a hot girl summer this the fuck you got to do teach her not to have a hot girl summer and blah blah right. blah and it's just like though you talking about shooting somebody you know that right right i think the right. internet has created i mean this is obvious but whatever but like the internet's really created a uh, a place for people to go and just say their shittiest thoughts
2: yeah the the it it the culture around the internet encourages the worst like most base impulses in people. Yeah, a hundred percent, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, because a lot of these motherfuckers, motherfuckers, IRL, the average person walking around is real humble. Uh huh. You know uh, what I mean? Can. You don't want no bullets coming nowhere near you. You don't want really no static coming nowhere near you. The average person is really humble and wants shit to just be cool. But when you have uh, the potential for conflict, anonymous conflict, it ain't going to never come back to you because you're talking about somebody who's way out there or you're talking crazy to somebody who's way out there. It's never going to come back to you. If we could automatically all like ping IP addresses and ping niggas locations yeah. when we talk on the internet, the internet will be a much more civilized calm place. Uh-huh. But that that anonymity and that distance it encourages people's worst behaviors. I am not a perfect person. You know, I have not perfectly communicated with every person I've come across on the internet. I try to have a basic One, I don't say nothing to nobody that I wouldn't say to their face. But also, I try to have a a very basic level of, like, respect and decency when talking about this shit. You know what I mean? I'm seeing motherfuckers that are like, I understand niggas laugh and joke about everything. I laugh and joke on the internet. You know Uh what I mean? But there's a reason I'm seeing in particular uh, black women being upset about this because there's a whole bunch of other shit, Uh huh. you know around their safety and well-being and the respect that they get there's a reason why uh, Malcolm said in in fucking 1963 or whatever it was Malcolm said that the black woman is the most respect disrespected uh, person on the planet we see it play out like this you know what I'm saying I don't know if the if uh, we would be getting a lot of the same jokes from if it was some other person demographically that uh-huh. got shot. You know what I'm saying? Like I get that people make jokes about 50 Cent getting shot and shit, but um, a lot of that is, is due to the way that he behaves. It's the jokes. Not that it's, it's justified, but a lot of the jokes I've seen is like, oh, he's horrible. You know, we understand why this motherfucker got shot.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: You know what I mean? What is What is having a hot girl summer and, and twerking and having fun got to do with catching a bullet?
3: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that relates back to like Just controlling people And controlling women And having power over women And um, You know we 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 spent a lot of time talking about like uh, White supremacy And like The bucking of like Those um, Those Ideals And those uh, Those like Harnesses on us Mm -hmm. Um, But we see it like Interplayed into Our relationships with women um, Yeah You know You like there's big things this week About you know uh, uh, Anti-Semitism In mm. In the community And like Where that comes from And Like All these are things that like White supremacy has like Fed into us Right Shit got you know very I mean? similar roots Yeah If not Outright the same root Yeah So like a lot of that All comes from there I mean even like There was a story in uh, With the Washington football team uh, That came out this week Where like 15 women came out And talked about being sexually harassed And like a culture of sexual harassment Yeah Um, What originally came out Was there was a report That it was like Yo there was orgy parties And they were drugging women And blah 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 Yeah And When the Washington Post article came out It wasn't like as Inflammatory as like this leaked Story that was about the story People were like oh well it's not As explosive as we thought And I was like that doesn't Matter 15 women are talking about A culture of sexual harassment Yeah And like we're like well it's not as big as we thought it was So it's not as big as a story Right Right. And it's because, like, we are so normalized to the idea that, like, well, he was just, like, they said the the one woman um, said that uh, their stairwell was set up so it was a glass mm-hmm. floor so they could just stare up. at like, if you were standing up there with a skirt on, they could just stare up at you.
2: Kind of creep shit.
3: And it's like, wow. you know. People are like Well I mean like He was just looking I mean that's messed up But like it's not that big a deal It's like But this is where you work This is how you like Imagine having to like Think about that At all minutes of the day Right You know what I mean And like, like pervasive Yeah And like that So like Throw on the fact that like You're a woman which is a marginalized group, and then a black woman, which is an even, mar- even more marginalized. Like you're throwing two hammers together. Like you know what I mean? You're yeah. a, you're a, a per- you're a marginalized person in a part of an even further marginalized group, right? Yeah. So, like, this is why this conversation because this isn't the only conversation we're talking about this week that's been going on in hip hop this week about people attacking black women. Mm-hmm. And I it's think It's a common thing Yeah right So um, I've seen a lot of reaction uh, Before this story But like I've seen a lot of reaction From people just being like Well what do you mean Like people aren't Like Protecting black women And it's like Well when this stuff happens And like people don't, People don't say anything Right Right
2: It's like normalized Where it's like Yeah um, You know It's okay for like certain people In our community to be Just like the community punching bag
3: Yeah yeah, And I think this is where we talk about um, Like bigger conversations right So like you know when people go like Yeah well um, Nike's all for like Black Lives Matter But like they still got sweatshops It's like okay we're gonna have a bigger conversation Are you ready to have that bigger conversation as well Because you know, you want to talk about the phone you're tweeting that from and the Coltan where that's coming from to make that phone. Like, we're going to have to have really uncomfortable conversations about a lot of things. If we really start talking about social justice reform and um, there's some uncomfortable conversations you're going to have to have. And like, this is the uncomfortable conversation we're going to have to have inside the community. You know what I mean? right and it's and it doesn't
2: get better with just being like i see a lot of men um who are upset about like the and this is broader you know just like men men in general you know what i mean i see a lot of men who are like uh personally upset about like oh men are trash men do this men do that you know what i mean um I want to say it was Muhammad Ali They asked him about uh, Him talking about white people Why why you generalize all white people He's like well You know I'm paraphrasing But it's like If nine of y'all Stab me in the back (laughs) I'm not waiting around To discern (laughs) If the tenth one is good You know what I mean And also uh, And we're we're running like a little bit long On this But um, If getting free and creating a better world is priority your fucking feelings are gonna get hurt occasionally I see men I ain't gonna uh, shout out I'll tell you uh, Mike who I'm talking about um, yes. but I see brothers that we know uh-huh. who get on uh, social media and they're like why y'all say this about men or why y'all say that about men and I know it's because like your feelings are personally hurt Uh You know what I mean? But, like, this shit, one, it ain't about you. But, two, because, like, your feelings get hurt, but then somebody else, you know, dies or gets shot in the foot. You know what I mean? It's it's like a different level. It's like white people who are, like, upset about talks about racism, whereas racism literally kills other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to get beyond your own feelings and your own... Sense of like personal offense. I I'd be scrolling on the timeline, and a motherfucker see some ill shit about men in particular. It dings my uh, emotion. Like I'm not like I'm beyond that. You know? No, what I'm saying? we're not
3: immune to that. You you don't have to be immune to it.
2: Yeah, but to center, I I hate using center like that. like academic talk. But <laughs> to, to to prioritize your own hurt feelings in that scenario is where we're fucking up. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying? To to be like, yo, we shouldn't have this conversation and in the broader conversations that come out of it, because it personally hurts my feelings, that's exactly what white folks do when we talk about racism. That stop. we know to be a killer. Like, we know patriarchy to be a killer. Absolutely. Women don't have no um, women don't have no obligations to be like woo 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 and like soft about it. Motherfuckers are fighting for their lives.
3: Yeah, dog, I've, I've dealt with a woman coming out of an abusive relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're in a constant fight to like prove you're not the same, that person that they came from. Mm, and yeah. I know growing up we used to be like, you know, well you can't blame me for what somebody else did and you got baggage, you need to deal with your baggage. You have to understand something like in a traumatic situation, like these people coming out of a tragic situation are going to like, like you said, like, I'm not going to wait. Like what Ali said, like, I'm not going to wait to like, see if the 10th person is another like, I'm not going to I can't give you the leeway to then abuse me, too. Right. Right. And so I think what it comes down to is like we need to address these issues ourselves as men in the culture, right? Yeah. Um, You know, I think it goes back to, like, when we were talking about the On The Record documentary. Like, dude, watch that documentary and tell me, like, in the hip-hop culture, like, the misogyny that exists. Like, I really felt terrible watching it going, like, goddamn, how much did I contribute to this? Even in just the, you know, the excusing of it. You know what I mean? Right. Right Seeing uh, shit
2: Not saying nothing Hearing yes. shit, Not saying nothing Yeah
3: Yes And I think we need to address that And like You know If someone's gonna call me A fucking simp Because of it I don't give a shit Because you a dude That I don't wanna be around anyway So I'm gonna address heard, you
2: I never heard a nigga That could fight Or have respect <laughs> <laughs> <Who's that phrase? laughs> I always heard uh, Like poindexter niggas That got twitter now Say that shit I never yeah. heard a nigga that, that I respected Say that shit yeah. Not to so, put it not to take it to violence. But like you know what I mean? Like I never heard like a thorough person. Like, oh I mean, you're being a simp. Like, nah, nigga. Like, it's about um creating a new uh a new I don't wanna say template. A, a a new wave of like respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Establishing establishing, you know, that like we're gonna be respectful out here and that we're gonna say you say a man is a protector you say a man is somebody who's um, taking care of things that shit can't just be you know going out and bringing home bacon which a lot of niggas ain't anyway (laughs) you know what I'm saying but that's a whole different (laughs) conversation but it, it has to be standing up for what's right and standing up for people who are vulnerable in our
3: community I, I, what I think it is, is it's it, I agree with you 100%. I think it's people in comfortable positions ha- needing to have uncomfortable conversations. Right, right. Simple and plain. You know, there's, there's several levels, several, woo, 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 that was a fucked up, several <laughs> levels of privilege. Mm-hmm. And you have to recognize yours. And it's okay to be a little Uncomfortable and think like oh well, I don't I, But listen to what other People are telling you And when someone's Trying to tell you they don't feel protected You need to listen Yeah simple and plain yeah. You know every situation doesn't need to be an Argument sometimes it just needs to be oh I need to listen Right
2: if I told you it was Warm in here you'd be like oh yeah you feel warm You feel hot yeah you know what I'm saying Why? Why wouldn't you listen to me When I tell you that I feel
3: hurt, I feel threatened, I feel not safe. Yes. That's important to do. It's important to do. Um, I think we can start wrapping up. Uh Uh did you listen to anything new this week? I did. I
2: did. Um, I've been bumping uh Miles by Blue and Exile. Yeah, you know. I checked out part of that. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing. It's long, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they hit us with like a double joint. Yeah. you know what I mean it's really dope though um, this is their first record in like 8 years um, it's really good the fucking the song uh, True and Living uh-huh. is amazing um, I also like the joint uh, Spread, Sh- Spread Sunshine that's really dope it's yeah. like both of them it's interesting too because two people who haven't made a record together in almost a decade and they're both at like the top of their game you know what I mean like it's it's like they miss some you know some groups come back and it's a little it's a little shaky, um, uh, but they didn't miss any steps as far as I can tell it's really good, and I think that this shit is gonna show up on a lot of people's uh best of lists at the
3: end of the year, yeah, for sure um it's a really beautiful what I heard it's really beautiful right yeah. um and it's also feels like grown up music, yeah. Like some of the stuff that Blues like rapping about sounds like like grown up issues, like you know what I mean, right? Um, and I like that. I like to watch people mature as artists. Um, uh, but I really enjoyed what I heard. I haven't listened to the whole record. I'm gonna finish listening to it. I just didn't get a chance to listen to the whole record yet.
2: Yeah, it's it's like it feels good. It's perfect for. It it would be perfect for summer if like niggas could go outside. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Have fun. you know what I mean but it's it's perfect for like an imagined
3: summer it's really fucking good yeah um, I heard I checked out uh, Joey Badass's The Light Pack um, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like a little EP he put out um, I really like it uh, mm-hmm. and I haven't been a fan of a lot of Joey's projects right um, but I really um, I like Joey as an artist And, I, and I'm and You know he's really young still So I was like I was willing to give him Room to grow as an artist mm-hmm. um, And I really like this project It's only three tracks But like I think where he falls off sometimes Is he's not a, You know he's never gonna be Whack on the mic really Right um, I think like Beat wise sometimes He's kinda like Doesn't really always get like The best That The best things that For him beat wise mm-hmm. but this has like two beats from Static Selector um, that are both really dope and he has a joint with Pusher that is produced by Swiss Beats oh work Um, and like all the joints are stellar like this three tracks are all stellar um, he obviously is bringing it lyrically um, and Joey's one of the most talented younger guys in the game so like yeah you know, I really enjoy watching him, like, hit a good stride. So I'm hoping, like, this is, like, the prelude to a bigger project that will hopefully have some, like, really, really stellar beat decisions on there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hopefully we get the project that we all really wanted from Joey. He
2: got the talent. It's just, you know. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. Like, with anything, is like putting it together.
3: Yep, definitely. Word. Definitely. Um, other than that, we can wrap for the week. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SeriousRapShit um, mm-hmm. um, Indie underscore SRS on Instagram and Twitter. You're John underscore Liberator on Instagram yep, and yep. Twitter. Um, we have the Abolish Ice shirts available on Incest Trapping Yoga. Go, cool. go check those out. Um, part of the proceeds go to helping families separated at the border. Um, and you know, go check out philly mag uh for their best of 2020 uh you know because we're we're in there we're the best we're the best like i'm just gonna shorten it to the best we're the best podcast just the
2: best Uh, podcast you know no no qualifiers
3: the award-winning serious rap shit and i promise you when you go to our bios after we get off of this recording when you turn this recording off it will say the award-winning podcast in all our bottles. Niggas um, got throw us on Charlie Rose. Niggas got throw us
2: yeah. on NPR. I'm already on NPR, but you know what I mean. Like niggas gotta. Yeah. We award-winning now. You gotta. You gotta show us some more. More prominence. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Get us some um,
3: genius grants. Come yeah, on. Yeah. How about that? Um, yo, real quick. Rate and review us if you're doing it on the Insta- If you're doing it on. Uh, the iHeart, I mean the um the rate the um Apple Podcast app. If you're listening mm-hmm. to us on the Apple Podcast app, you can literally just tap five stars, write a quick review, and just say the award winning serious rap shit is worth the award and worth the listen. Bang. I just to, wrote your review for you. Just go do yeah. it.
2: You don't want us to go back to doing what we was doing.
3: No. You know what no. I'm saying? Let I us I will snatch your shit.
2: Let us let us podcast for a living. Exactly. And, and we do that. With your listens, your support, and your rates and
3: your reviews. Absolutely. So rate, review us, show us some love, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more fire. Peace. Peace.
1: Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple
0: Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go Off the Record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Hillary Clinton. We're between seasons on my podcast, You and Me Both. But this week, we're dropping a special bonus episode. Because let's face it, these are extraordinary times. I'm talking to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi about the violent insurrection on January 6th. We all agreed we had to go back to the Capitol. The security was making suggestions that we would all be transported by buses to an undisclosed location. The members would come there and said, no, the world has to see. Now just get it ready. And so you give us a reasonable estimate as to when that could be. But understand this, we're coming back and we're opening the session in the Capitol of the United States. We'll also be talking about how we can move forward as a country. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.